Hello, everyone, and welcome to our segment where I like to open up a little bit. I like to talk about what I'm doing, maybe provide some advice, maybe inspire you in your journey as an entrepreneur and most specifically a vegan entrepreneur or business owner. What I find is many of us are on this amazing journey of taking what we care about, what we're passionate about, and how we want to impact the world. And we've turned that into careers. We've turned that into an opportunity for us to really kind of contribute to our society and to the world at large. But one of the challenges of running a business one of the kind of stress points for many of us when we're running a business is the amount of things that we have to kind of keep in our head and we're juggling. And today, what I want to talk about is the kind of habit that many of us have of where we try to memorize everything. We try to remember all the steps in a process. We try to remember a lot of conversations that we have with clients and customers. We try to remember what we have going on that week, the projects, the tasks. And what happens is our brains become a little bit taxed. What we can start to feel is a level of fatigue. And this day and age, we're already feeling a little bit of fatigue because of everything that's going on in the world, with everything that's happening in the headlines, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about social injustice, whether it's really politics, um, or maybe someone's been impacted in your family. Maybe you're in an area or part of the country where things are just not going well, or your business has been impacted negatively. And what's happening is we're starting to feel loaded down. We're starting to feel like there's so much on our shoulders. And what I want to do today is give you some ideas and some recommendations on what you can do to lighten that load, what you can do to help yourself. And I think one of the perfect places to focus and one of the perfect places to talk about is the stuff we commit to memory, the stuff we hold on to. Now, when I talk about this, I'm not trying to give you the science behind everything that's happening in our brains. I'm not trying to explain how do you manage, you know, memory and recall and all that good stuff. I really thought it might be beneficial to many of you if I share what I do. How do I kind of free up some of that brain space from just memorizing tactical things so that that brain, that time can be spent more on creative things, can be spent on things that are exciting, things that are challenging, brainstorming, and so forth. Because I really feel like, and there's a lot of even science behind this as well, is the amount of brain power you have each day, you know, where you start at the beginning of the day. As even if you look at it like a phone or even like a gaming console where, you know, you start with a full tank and it kind of goes down from there. Many of us start full in the beginning of the day, but I feel like when you spend a lot of time remembering things, you can deplete that. You can spend a lot of time kind of running through, did I forget this? Oh, I got to do this. And what I'd rather you do is put some structure in place. So I thought I would share what I do. I thought I would share what I'm doing if it can help some of you out there. Um, and if maybe you have some tips as well, please post them in the comments. We love doing these sessions live. I love hearing what people are thinking about, concerned about, um, working through. So feel free to post them in the comments. Feel free to let me know what you're doing and how you're helping yourself be a little bit less taxed by your memory 
and how you're maybe starting to use tools, software, and documentation to actually relieve. Now, as always, we love to know what you think of these sessions. So if you're enjoying this, if you love the advice, remember to give us a thumbs up, a like, a comment, any type of love, because we love doing this. We love spending some time. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to steal some time out of your day today to give you some advice and some thoughts on what you can do to help you on this journey. All right, so let's start talking about the first item I would recommend to help you kind of relieve some of that taxing around memorizing and figuring things out. One of those are a thing that I teach, which is called creating a mission critical checklist. Now, what do I mean by that? For many of us, we have transitioned to this online space. For many of us, we're doing maybe offering you know, more digital products and services. And when you go into the digital space, there's a lot of buttons to click. There are a lot of things to remember to do. Even when I start a live session like this today, I have a little checklist that reminds me of everything that I need to complete all the little kind of steps that I need to go to, go through. And the reality is I don't want to commit that to memory. I don't want to remember that I have to change my network and make sure I'm on the right network in the house, that I close my browser, that I close this down, that I do a sweep where I make sure all the resources um, are cleared on my computer, that I make sure my computer is not backing up during the middle of my live session. All of those things are things that I can do to make sure this is a better broadcast but instead of putting that stuff in memory, instead of me trying to remember it when I'm trying to go live, remember what I'm going to talk about, um, what I like to do is create little mini checklists. So I have a going live checklist, which is my mission critical checklist. Now it's not every single step of the process. I'm not trying to document it all. What I want to document are the crucial things that can make a difference between an amazing live broadcast and one that isn't as amazing. So therefore, I'm looking at six, seven, maybe eight things maximum that I definitely want to make sure I accomplish and do. And I want you to do the same thing. Many of you are doing Zoom calls now. And when you go on a Zoom call, there are all these little steps that we have to do. Some of them are new steps because as Zoom keeps launching new features and new things for us to do, what happens is you jump in there and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I have to accept people because they're in the waiting room. All of these are little steps in the process. And what I want you to do is start to create these mission critical checklists to help you through that process, to help you feel more comfortable and to keep you from filling your brain with the, I don't want to forget steps. Instead, you can pull up a little Google doc. You can pull up a little sheet that you use every time you go live every time you do a Zoom call, every time you do an online class, every time you prepare your email or your newsletter for the month that can help you streamline that process and also make sure you're getting those key tasks done. That way it's not in your brain. It's something that you can look at. And then if you think about it in the long run, imagine you hire someone later on. Imagine you say, you know, I could use a virtual assistant by having some of these things documented, by having these things written down, someone else might be able to help you with them. Somebody else may be able to take on some of these items so that when you're setting things up and creating things, you will have a structure and a repeatable structure in place to help you through those activities 
and through making sure you have a more smoother experience and you can focus on delivering great content and the experience for people that are watching. All right. So that's, that's item number one. Number two that I like to do is I have this app on my tool, on my phone and you can use any kind of app, but I use this app that's called Otter. And what I use it for is to help me transcribe my notes. As a coach, as a consultant, I spend a lot of time in phone calls. I talk with a lot of people on Zoom meetings. And what happens is I'm meeting with so many people that I need to retain all of that information. I need to remember what I talked about, what are some of my recommendations, and also some of my thoughts on the call. And the challenge is because I may be going from meeting to meeting, because I may be meeting with people on Thursday and then on Friday, or actually bad example, meeting people on Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday are meeting days, that what can happen is those meetings can start to run together, especially because I'm getting a level of fatigue. And what I want to do is instead of me trying to remember everything about those calls, what I do is take the tactical pieces, I pull out my phone, click on Otter, and I just speak what happened during the meeting. I'll talk about some key next steps. I'll talk about a key experience or something that happened during that call that I want to remember, especially if it's something memorable. And sometimes it's not so much my business hat. It might be a joke that someone mentioned. It might be an experience that happened. Like I was on a call last night and uh, one of our amazing students was talking about their experience with going live on Instagram. And they talked about how they hit the button to join the live call, which they thought was just joining it passively, they didn't realize it was going to put them in the live call. So they were about to get into the shower. They're in the bathroom and they're basically joining a live call while they're naked. And they're like, oh my goodness, that experience is something memorable. It's something that really kind of made an impression on me. And also I loved because of her ability to rebound from that and, you know, finish that one and then come back in in a different way in her Instagram live, that that's the kind of things that I will jump into my otter and I'll actually document those. I'll actually say that into my phone so it becomes transcribed. And what happens is when I have another meeting with that client, when I maybe come back and if I've been working with them for a while, but maybe we stop working for two or three months and then we come back together, I have those notes that I can use. Now, I'm using a transcribing software because I want to go from voice to written so that can be documented. And I'm much faster at speaking what happened during a meeting than I am if I had to type it all out and write all the details. So it becomes a great way for me to quickly in between my meetings and often between my meetings, what I create is a 30 minute buffer so that I can do that. Now, sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I get lazy. Sometimes I just don't do a good job and I don't document everything. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm the perfect Stephanie out there. I'm just Stephanie. But the reality is I try to use this process as much as I can during the week. And what I find is by me having that documentation, I can now put that into a client management system. I can add that paragraph and it's not very long. It's not pages and pages. It's just ideas and bullet points. I can put that in a database that I keep for a client so that I can reference it at any point in time. And what it does is it makes me a better coach, at least in my opinion, because I can remember the details. I can remember something that happened. I can go back to those notes and it can refresh my memory because the idea is still in my brain somewhere. 
It's just that if I have some notes to go back to, it'll remind me. And before I get on that next meeting or before I get on a call that that individual or those group of people are going to be on, it'll help me have a refresher so that I can really give them more actionable advice and I can remember some of the critical and things that are important to them. So try that. Now, here's the key thing about transcription. Most of the time, transcription is not awesome. A lot of times they'll pick the wrong word. It may not come out correctly. It may not even be grammatically correct. But the reality is I don't need it to be grammatically correct. I don't need it to be perfect. I'm just trying to capture my ideas and thoughts. It's more of the essence of it that I'm trying to capture so that when I come back to it, I can say, oh yeah, and it helps me that recognition and it helps me give kind of context. So don't think it has to be perfect. Don't think you transcribe it and go and edit it. I do not do that. I have someone on my team that can look at them and just make sure I don't have any weird edits in them. But what we do is mostly upload what's been transcribed and therefore it helps me. So I don't want that to spin off into a whole new project for you of trying to make perfect transcriptions. All you're doing is capturing your thoughts and ideas. Now I do it for my clients and, and for coaching, but you could do that for yourself. Say you're working on a project. Maybe you went to a meeting. Maybe you met with your mentor. What you can do is after those meetings, you can capture those notes so that you can refer to them the next time you meet with a mentor, the next time you meet with your coach, the next time you meet with someone, and they can be a great way for helping you remember things without having committed all to memory. All right. Next thing I want to talk about is recording things. I love recording things to share information and to document them. If you have a team, if you have a group of people that support you, even if you have a virtual assistant that helps you with tasks from now and from time to time, what I want you to do is think about the idea of using some type of recording software. I'm on a Mac, so if you're looking for a free solution, you can use something like QuickTime. QuickTime will do a quick screen shot kind of recording that you can send to someone. Now I've upgraded from there and that's where I started. And now I use a tool called Loom. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love it. It does have a free program. We've upgraded to the paid one because I use it with my clients as well. But what I love about the software is what it can do is when I'm teaching someone, I'm passing information around, I'm helping people understand what I'm doing. What I can do is do a quick video where I'm either on camera and I can send it to my clients. So say, for example, someone asked me a really complicated answer in an email. I do a quick Loom video, me on camera, explaining what I mean, send that link over to a client. The other thing I do with my team is if I'm teaching someone how to build something, how to update our webinars, how to um, create or perform a task or something in our business, what I start to do is document the process with video. And what that means is pulling up my process for step one, step two, step three, instead of writing all that down, instead of me memorizing it and trying to articulate it, I'll do five or six different videos recording me doing the action. So if I either have to come back and remember what I did before, or someone on my team needs to get a sense of what needs to be done and how it needs to be done, by me documenting it through video, now we have something that anyone on our team can actually leverage. I even do the same thing for my clients. If they ask me, how do I do A, B, and C? Or Stephanie, you told me to do this in a meeting, but I can't remember how to do it. I will go to Loom, 
open up my screen and then I'll physically show them how to upload an image, how to edit a video or trim it on a website, how to find the poll feature in Zoom. I'll do that in a quick video and send it to them. And what I find is it helps facilitate our conversation it keeps them from thinking they have to remember everything I've taught them. They now have a video they can go back to and learn from, and it really creates an opportunity for people to less be less stressful about remembering all the details, remembering everything I've taught them. It allows them to go back to a video that's normally like two minutes, three minutes. These are short videos that they can go back to and reference an idea, reference something I mentioned in a call, or if I showed them how to do something in a platform or in some type of software, what they can do now is go back to that video and they don't have to commit that task, that idea to memory. What do you think about that? What do you guys think? Have you ever thought about doing something like that with your clients, with people that you're teaching so that they can memorize less and they have the right materials, documentation, or tools to help them move forward? The other thing I like to do, and sorry, calendar right there, I have to change that <laughs> spelling of it. But what we try to do is I also try to create one calendar for myself. What I find for a lot of people is when they are managing their businesses, they tend to have multiple calendars or what some people do is they try to remember all their meetings in the week. I do not do that. I really couldn't probably tell you right now all the me meetings I even have today. I don't believe that that should be something I fill up in my head because honestly, I find that Google does a pretty good job of creating a calendar. I really feel like iCal um, or if you're on you know, Outlook or whatever tools that you're using for Microsoft or something else, use those tools. Let yourself be free of when and what meetings you have and instead use things like your notifications to keep you up to date. So what I tend to do is if I'm setting up meetings, if I'm setting up things, I will set up notifications on my phone that will let me know you have a meeting in an hour, you have a meeting in 15 minutes, you have a meeting in five minutes. So these notifications become triggers for me to remind me what's happening next in my day. But what I don't have to do is memorize these things. I don't have to remember it's at two o'clock. And then for throughout the day, I'm looking at the time and saying, oh, I got a few more minutes. Oh, don't forget to jump into that meeting. Instead, my phone is buzzing. Now, I like it when my phone buzzes instead of anything else buzzing. I don't like emails. I try to pull as much as I can out of emails and put them all into my notification. Even my project management tool. A lot of project management tools will send you an email every time someone sets up a task, assigns you a task, have to put a comment in a task. All of that, I move to my notifications. So therefore, my email can get a lot cleaner. Now, I bring this up because I feel like email is really a difficult thing to manage. Email is tough. And honestly, I probably have about six emails that I haven't responded to in a timely manner. And right now, I'm a little stressed about getting back to those individuals. But what I found is I've gotten better and better at managing my emails in my business when I pull more out of my emails. When I start putting these things into notifications, when I let notifications give me reminders, when I let notifications in my phone grab my attention, as well as when I do a session like this, I put it in do not disturb mode. And then when I come back from a session like this, I look at my notifications to see what I missed. And what happens is instead of me remembering what's next, instead of me having to worry about 
what I should be doing, what I should be working on. I can keep my head clear on what I'm working on at that time. Check my phone to see if there's an update or something that I need to do next. And I can keep my email lane a little bit cleaner, a little bit more focused on things that require my attention, like someone emails me and I need to get back to them, as opposed to my email being flooded with Facebook notifications or you know, project management notifications, even calendar notifications. I pull those things out of my email. And what happens is it creates kind of more space for me and it allows me to use the technology to remind me and to act. Let the technology help me know what I need to do next instead of me memorizing all of that. And instead, I can be in the moment when I'm working on a project, when I'm working on a task, when I'm working on something, I don't have to worry about what's next. I set up the alarms, the reminders, the tools that I need to let me know I only have 30 minutes. So I use a lot of timers as well. And therefore, in that 30-minute window, I'm all in. I can focus on the writing. I can focus on the website update I need to make. I can focus on putting the plan in place or putting the outline in place because at that time, I don't have to worry about anything that comes next. I don't have to remember those things. Instead, I'm focused and I let the tools on my phone or sometimes even notifications on my computer to remind me what I should be focusing on and what I should be doing next. So what I recommend is find some features like this. Find them things that can really help you. Find some things that can really help remind you, keep you focused. Find things that can keep you from remembering things. And I completely understand from a technical standpoint, not everybody's completely techie. Not everyone loves all this tech. So I'm not trying to say do everything tech. I'm not trying to say go crazy, crazy tech. What I want you to do is use the tech to help you so that your brain can focus on the things that inspire you. So your brain can focus on the things that really give you freedom, that keep you from worrying. Because I think that's what happens. It's like, oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I have to get this done. And if you can release some of that energy, you might be able to pour it into something that you do love. You might be able to put it on a major project or something that you can get done. And even if you've been having technology issues, I see, Jenny, you had put a message in here that, yeah, technology is not perfect. Technology will fail us at times. Technology isn't doesn't mean it won't have a mistake, but it's the same thing with our memory. Sometimes we forget stuff. Sometimes we mix up the times. Mistakes can be made. And I'm not trying to recommend that you are trying to be a perfected kind of version of you or perfected person and setting up all these gadgets. What I want you to do instead is just think about how you can help your brain get a rest on some of these tasks and what is the right tools and tech to help you do that. And sometimes it's not even just tools and tech. Sometimes what you really need to be focused on is the process that you put in place to help you be better to help your brain get the rest it needs, to help your brain let go, and to help you really kind of manage all the stress, all the things and all the hats that we wear is making sure that these processes that you put in place help you do better, help you feel better, help you make the impact that you wanna make, and ultimately run your business in a way that gives you 
the lifestyle that you want. Not a business that's stressing you, not a business that's pressuring you, but a business that really frees you up. So if you can use some of these tasks, or some of these, excuse me, recommendations, some of these tips that can help you set your brain free, that can help you allow your brain to go back into some of those creative modes and creative spaces that really helped you create your business in the first place, I really hope that I've been able to do that for you. If you have some ideas, if you have some recommendations, if you want to share an idea or something that you're doing, please put it in the comments. I love being able to see those comments, love being able to see what you're doing, love being able to see how you are helping your brain get a little bit of free time and a little bit of free space. So please post those. And as always, if you love these videos, if you love the recommendation, the ideas, don't forget to give us some love, some heads up, you know, to even subscribe to our channels because I really hope to do more and more of these videos where I share what we're doing, share what I'm doing and how maybe I can help you or at least from something that I've been learning about can help you on your journey moving forward. So once again, thank you for joining us live. Thank you for joining us if this is your replay. And I hope today's session gave you some ideas and some recommendations so you can set your brain free and do something great this week. All right, take care everyone and I'll see you at our next session. Bye.